times. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, guys, Jesus was born. He was, it, it was a real thing. Jesus was really born, okay? It wasn't just the Charlie Brown Christmas special or something, okay? God made a way to be known, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. As I introduced myself earlier, I'm John Lux. Uh, I get to be the pastor of Antioch Community Church Brighton, so um, if you have never been there, you should check us out. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but um, so again, some of you will know me, some of you will not. Our Antioch DNA runs strong, so everything will sound pretty familiar, I think. Now, um, one of my desires for you tonight uh, is that in the midst of the craziness of the holiday, you would experience actual joy. Um, sadly, I don't know any way that I could communicate joy to you in the 20 minutes I've been allotted to speak up here. So instead, I'm just going to trust that the Lord will actually do it, right? That the, the Spirit of God in this place, as we give ourselves to the singing of worship, might actually impart to us a little bit of a spirit of joy, break off just a little bit of that heaviness, okay? So I'm just going to pray right now. In Jesus' name, anyone who's thinking about their to-do list for the next 20 minutes, we just say, give grace to be thinking about the person of Jesus, because you are our desire tonight. We want to know Jesus. Um, so we're going to actually look at my favorite Christmas passage, which is Colossians 1, 15 through 22, if you can put it up on the screen. This is not a standard Christmas passage, uh, but Chris Greco said I could pick whatever I wanted. <laughs> All right, now this is my favorite Christmas passage because it talks partly about the why of Jesus being born at Christmas time, and it points to the glory of God being revealed in the person of Jesus. All right, this is not the narrative where the angel appears to Mary, says that she's going to have a son. Then she visits Elizabeth, and then she goes with Joseph to Bethlehem, and the baby is born, and then the angels appear to the shepherds, and then the wise men come, right? All that stuff happened, but this explains the why, right? And really, we're talking about a little bit of the how, and it's the mystical and the metaphysical how and why of the birth of Jesus. Because our basic goal at Christmas time is to worship Jesus and to perceive his glory. To worship Jesus and to perceive his glory. Um, yeah, and let's, let's look at the passage here. Let's start here in verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and things on earth, things visible and things invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Amen? For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. I'm going to add two verses on just as a bonus. Listen to this. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish, and free from accusation. Merry Christmas. All right. So, 
We want to see the glory of Jesus, right? This is the prayer of Moses. Lord, show me your glory, right? I've prayed that prayer. When Moses prayed it, God took him and hid him someplace in a cleft in the rock so that he could only see a little bit. And then the Lord said, I'll put my hand over you so that you can only perceive my back. And the experience was so blindingly glorious that Moses really has few words to describe it. The Lord, the Lord, the everlasting God. How do we perceive God? So I have children, and I'm doing my very best to teach them about God. But frequently, they will ask me the totally reasonable question, hey, Dad, God is invisible. How am I supposed to know God? Right? Can we just say at Antioch tonight that that's a valid question? All right? How am I supposed to know God? God is invisible. Right? My, you know, my third grader doesn't have to be a scientist to come up with that one. Right? So how are we supposed to? This is a real question, not rhetorical. How are we supposed to know a God who is invisible? How are we supposed to know him? And beyond that, how is his glory going to be revealed to us if he is invisible? Well, let me answer that from verse 15 tonight. The Son, Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God. Amen? So we're not worshiping an idea. We're worshiping a person, Jesus, who actually existed on earth and revealed the glory of an invisible, eternal God who cannot be seen with your eyes. That is glorious. Let me tell you a little bit about him. It says that he was the firstborn over all creation. All right? Now, in biblical times, to be the firstborn was to be the best. I was the secondborn in my family. Holly at you? All right. But in biblical times, to be the firstborn was to have the authority and to be the heir of the household, responsible for your parents. That's what it means to be the firstborn. It means that he's number one. Listen to this next thing. For in him all things were created. What? Yes, in Jesus, all things were created. Why? Jesus was born, okay? This is a Christmas service. Jesus was born. Are you with me? But Jesus was never created. Jesus was never created. In order for Jesus to be God, he must have never been created. Because part of God being God is that he is without creation and without end. Therefore, at the beginning of time, when all of space and matter was formed, there is Jesus present with God at the creation of the universe. Do you feel a little bit of glory? In the person of Jesus tonight. For in him all things were created. All things? Yes. Things in heaven, things on earth, things visible, things invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. That refers to the angelic realm, the demonic realm, the physical, the metaphysical, dark matter, you name it. Jesus created it. Now listen to this, what it says. He is before all things. Now, this means before all things, literally in the temporal sense, but it means that he's before all things because he's better than all things. Jesus has supreme glory. He comes first in line. All right, I got to be an elementary school teacher for a very short time. And all children wish to be at the front of the line, but I have bad news for you children. There is already someone who is before all things, amen? He is eternally before them all. Now listen to this next thing. In him, Merry Christmas. In him, all things hold together. 
Come on. All right. In my Christian word a day calendar, that's talking about the craziness of my life being knit in by Jesus. But in this passage, it's probably a little bit more Greek metaphysics. Okay. This idea that there is a quintessence, some additional property of the material world that holds things together, that keeps water liquidy and matter solid. There's something about creation that holds it in unity the way it is. All right? Yes, I think there probably is a strong nuclear force that makes matter solid. But I'll tell you that Jesus Christ, who created all things and causes all things to subsist as they are, makes all things hold together. Amen? That's true in the spiritual. It's true here in the physical. It's true in the relational. Now listen to this right? Now we're going to get started on the part of this. Like that's the eternal glory of Jesus we just talked about, right? Jesus is God. Now remember, Jesus was not invisible, okay? I don't know if you maybe, I had a really great children's Bible when I was a kid. He was totally not invisible, all right? Again, they didn't draw pictures from him, so they had to make it up, all right? Kids, you're following me? But Jesus was not invisible. He had a physical body. Here's why this is important. And he is the head of the body, the church. Now, we think of that as a metaphorical thing. Jesus is the head of the body, right? We're the church, we follow Jesus, he's in charge. Yes, there's an element where that's true. But there's an additional sense that this metaphor of literally being the head of a physical body, the metaphor is chosen because when we come into a room like this and we listen to our neighbor and try to sing on key with them and we shake hands with somebody we don't know, we are physically enacting the unity of the body of Jesus. Right? Jesus was not invisible. He had a physical body on earth. Right now, in this room, we physically represent that physical body of Jesus. Right? We don't metaphorically gather for Christmas Eve service, do we? No, we physically come here. We're going to light physical candles in about five minutes. All right? Jesus is the head of this physical body that comes into unity together in this room. Next thing. He is the firstborn from among the dead. Come on, Jesus. Merry Christmas, Antioch. Jesus is the firstborn from among the dead. This is so cool, right? So Jesus came back from the dead. That is something you cannot do if you are invisible and do not have a physical body. Jesus was born on earth as a child. He grew up and became an adult that enabled him to die physically and come back from the dead, right? And I don't know about you, but I need hope for an eternity after I die. And there is no hope if Jesus did not physically rise from the dead. He is the first one. And in his resurrection, we find hope for our own eternal life. Amen? The firstborn from among the dead, we see your glory, Jesus. How about this one? So that in everything, he might have the supremacy. I love this. Some other translations say the preeminence. Now, if you look at a range of mountains... This supremacy, this preeminence, it's talking about the very highest elevation to be the highest up, highest name on the leaderboard. Jesus is the winner. Let's look at this next thing. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Thank you, Jesus. Whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. All right. So Jesus was born as a child but he died as a full-grown man on the cross. 
You cannot die for the sins of the world on a cross if you are invisible. You need a physical body that can suffer and die and be humiliated on the cross in order to die for the sins of mankind. Without, no, without, without a Christmas, there is no cross. Without a Christmas, there is no body to be broken and dead for our sakes. Amen? Jesus, show us your glory. Now look at these last two verses. This is how it all works. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now... He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Amen. I'm going to invite the band to come up. But are you getting a hold of this? This thing that Moses saw, this shining brilliance, the Shekinah glory of God. Do we want that? Yes, we do. The place we seek it is in the person of Jesus who can be known. Now, we can know him in the pages of Scripture, but Jesus is God, and that means we can supernaturally know him in our heart, that he can be related to and known as a person. Amen? Let's just take a minute right now. Close your eyes and stand up. Jesus, we say we want to know you. We say we want to know you. We acknowledge that we have been alienated from God because of the things we've done, the things we've said, the things we believed, would you reconcile us by your physical body? Thank you that you were born and that you took on a physical body. Thank you that you were a baby in a manger. We needed that so bad. We didn't even know how bad we needed it, God. For you to come in physical form and show us what God is like. For you to come in physical form so that you could die and rise again to represent our own death and resurrection. Bring us back from the dead just as you brought Jesus back from the dead. We say you have the first place. You have the preeminence. And Jesus, we say that in you, all the glory of God is revealed. The things that you did, the things that you said, the way that you taught accurately about the kingdom of heaven, we say the glory of God is revealed in you, Jesus. And therefore, we worship you in this room. God, give us a spirit of worship, not just to sing another Christmas carol, but as we light these candles, remember Jesus came in a physical body. This is why we do something so simple as lighting these candles. All right, so I'm gonna light my candle um, from over here from the Christ candle and we'll pass it around the room.